Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Locked and Loaded with Charlie Lockwood. My name is Casey Honigbaum, joined as always by the Hall of Famer right across from me, Charlie Lockwood. And today we are joined by a very special guest. It's another Central New York staple here in the lacrosse community. We're talking Baldwinsville lacrosse with head coach Matt Wilcox. Matt, thank you so much for taking the time to join the show today. Uh, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. Absolutely. And Charlie, I know, um, you know, we were just talking before we got on the show today, actually, about, um, you know, records and high school coaching records, all these all these different things. And, you know, we had your your former high school coach on uh, Mike Masser. And um, I know we kind of that that 700. What is it? 760. It's a lot. It, yeah, a lot. Of, a lot of wins. It's a lot of wins. But we you know what? Never say never. We've got the next challenger of that win record right here with us, Matt. So, Charlie, why don't you, you go ahead and give I'm a little. Pumped. I'm pumped to always have Central <laughs> New York guys on, as you know, Case. But, That's right. You know, having Coach Macera on and then yeah. Jamie Archer, you know, yeah. two, two what I would consider, you know, some of the best coaches to ever come yeah. through Section 3. And then, you know, I would say that Matt is, hasn't been coaching nearly as long, but his record in a short period of time and winning big games. And I consider, I mean, you know, whether it's fair or not, you sure. know, the ultimate goal is always, if you're a high school player in Section 3, yeah. is a state championship, yeah, right? Course. You can win sectional championships, and then, you know, inside of the state, there's other playoff games, and they're all meaningful. Right. But the state championship is obviously the pinnacle, and to have two championships back-to-back -back mm. in itself, that's really impressive. And to do it in your first, you know, eight, nine years coaching, yeah. Matt, is, is awesome. So I, I'm pumped to have you on and to – to think that, you know, down the road depends on how many more decades you can coach. Not years, Matt, decades. Yeah, that, you know, yeah. Maybe you could make a run at some of these guys. Oh, no. And that's those those two are those two coaches that you talked about are, are two of the nicest guys, and they've helped me out along the way. Um, coach Massera, my first year, came right up to me. I'm, that was my first game against West Tennessee. And before the game, he came out to me and he says, good luck, you're going to be fine, and just a great guy. And then Coach Archer, I always talk to Coach Archer all the time, text about stuff and two great guys so to be uh, brought up in that conversation with them is pretty cool so thank you yeah no no that's uh i mean listen we we have all kinds of guys on here with all kinds of success stories and, and yours is a story that i lo i love talking about listen I'm, I'm from west genesee and all but i root for section three matt I, I root for anyone in central new york to go as far as we can because you know you got to get the the respect right you got to get the respect from the western part of the state long island all the different parts, Westchester, and really there's only one way to do it, and that's to go out there, play them, and beat them all, yeah. and, and you've done that. So, you know, watching your season this year the way I did uh, and, and, and how you guys managed, you know, you had some really great players, and I want you to talk to, you know, about those players here in a minute, but I wouldn't consider, you know, you didn't have, like, one guy that was the best in the country or someone that was, like, nationally known. You had guys that were really great players, but the way that you brought them together as a team and how they responded and how disciplined, and then in that final game, how it culminated against Farmingdale in the championship, I think that's a testament to you, your staff, the kids, your parents, and your community. Yeah. It's a really great thing to see. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's where it starts. You know, I would love to say that we, the coaches, you know, we did, we worked really hard, but I think it starts from the bottom up. And I think West Genesee is the prime example of that. You know, um, I think a bunch of B-Bell parents, lacrosse guys who played in college took those group of kids and kept them together. And again, they were lacrosse guys. They, they all played. So just taught them the basic fundamentals, kept them together, 
didn't let them play really travel. I, I think the only time they had to play travel was during that COVID time where we really couldn't do much. They just kept them together, brought them up. And I think the big thing was um, connecting that youth all the way through, um, all the way through school, all the way through high school, you know, having that culture. And we really tried to build that. And I think, you know, we've, we've gained a lot of strides. Um, again, like you said, I don't think there was any stars. There was a few really good players and, We'll talk about Keegan Lynch and Braden Penfather Stevenson. I think they were our best offense and defensive player, but they were all guys that just played together um, fundamentally, um, just had a, had a game plan, stuck to it, and just never faltered. And and they're just it's they're a tremendous group. And I hope I can coach a group like that again because they're pretty great kids. So, yeah, Keegan Lynch on the offensive side, like you said, Matt and Penny Feather through the the midfield with the pole, Carson Dial, and your goalie. Um, Man, he came up huge at the end of the season. Those last two games, he he played as good as any goalie in in the state. You know, he was going. He looked across the field in that final yeah. game, and that kid's going to Syracuse. He's going to Lemoyne. So that was really nice to see him step up to that challenge and not be intimidated or you know afraid in any way, shape, or form. Right. Yeah. He Nick Carey is um he's got a great story because he actually split time with the other goalie last year, the other senior goalie, and he had to earn it. And we, we didn't see him taking it. We wanted him to take it. He finally did towards the end of the playoffs. And since that time, he just took off. He had a great stamp, a great playoff last year, even better this year. And he's going to Lemoyne and, and me and coach Sheehan were talking about in the offseason about, can you take that next step of being a leader? That's what coach Sheehan wanted him to do. And um, he really has became that. So I'm proud of Nick and I don't think any goalie played better than him in that tournament. Um, he was phenomenal every single game. So, Yeah, it was impressive, yeah. for sure. I want to ask you, Matt, because I think that, you know, it's even something that when you talk about, you know, the first game you coached uh, against Mike Masser, and obviously, you know, we've talked to him about the way that the game has changed. And, you know, even though you haven't been coaching, you know, you have – even though you haven't been coaching 40 years, you know, you've been coaching long enough where you've probably been able to see ways that the game has evolved or, or maybe is beginning to evolve. What are some of those ways that you see that happening? And, um, you know, has that maybe affected the way that you have had to maybe shift your coaching? Approach? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it started out as like, I saw it when I was a player, you know, I had the old school as a player approach, the old school approach. And um, coach Farini was my coach. He's a great, he was a great coach, um, but he was the ultimate motivator, but it was old school mentality. And then as I kind of got older playing and then really into being an assistant coach, you kind of saw the, the, the mind, just the game change more the mindset of the game change. Like you have to approach kids differently. You can't, you can't come at kids anymore and scream at them and yell at them. And some kids you can't, but a majority of them, you really got to be able to relate to them, you know, find their niche, find what they do well. Um, you know, if you're going to come with a negative, come with, you know, a positive first and then come with a negative. So I really think the just building that relationship is important now with the players. You know, building that trust um, is, is huge with them. Um, I want to say I'm a player's coach, but at the same time, we have a standard that we, we, we have them. We have a standard set that we're, they're forced to do. But at the same time, you got to build those relationships. And and that's what I think myself and, and my assistants do a tremendous job of. Um, it's definitely changed there. And I think on the field, it's changed. You know, I think the days of maybe the old, we still have motion offenses, um, but the day of the old, just the motion offense, you know, that's changed. You see the pit game. We, we love um, doing the two-man game. You know, we love inverting. We love dodging from different areas of the field. Um, defensively, you know, we're, we're a lot more aggressive maybe than they used to be the old approach of not sliding. So it's definitely changed um, off the field and definitely changed on the field. Yeah, and, you know, 
from year to year, Matt, you know, you win your first state championship last year and then you followed up back to back this year. Every year is so different, the, the personnel and whatnot. But you, you have had the luxury, though, of those few players that we talked about earlier on both squads, right? And those guys are natural born leaders. It's in their DNA. You can't even coach some of that. That's stuff that they bring to the table that's a luxury to you. I've coached some of the boys that you have now. I've coached the Garcia boys. I've coached the Iggy and Jake Steinfeld, the goalie. And, you know, so I've seen some of the, the personnel that you have, and it's, it's bright. Talk a little bit about the differences from season to season, personnel. And I know that you've played in some summer tournaments this year. What have you learned in a short period of time since your state championship just a month and a half ago now looking into the future and what's that? Look well, like? I've learned I'm really going to miss those guys. Um, they are <laughs> amazing players and amazing kids. But what's pretty cool is what we've done is, and we did this, we do this with Spencer Wertheim. Spencer Wertheim plays at Cornell, but he comes back and coaches every, he had, he was not anymore, but he's, he came back this season coach. I think it might be his last year coaching Bebel, but um, I've kind of switched it over with Keegan Lynch and Braden Pennefer, the Stevenson. They've came to all our tournaments and they come to all our lacrosse workouts. So they're now coaches and they're teaching those young guys, you know, here's, they showed them the way during the season as players, but now they're having a different approach and just trying to get the Garcias and the um, Iggy's and the Jake's seed felt those guys up to that leadership standard. And we call it the Bevel way of just doing the right things on and off the field. Um, so having them not only during the season, but now bring them into the summer and we're going to bring them back. I can tell you right now when Keegan Lynch is done with his season, he's coming right back to coach. And it's a different approach. I don't, not many people do that, but um, not many teams do that, but we do. And I think just having that, just keep doing that down the road um, as each senior um, graduates and keeping that connection, that's really helped us out a lot. Um, and they've already, those guys have already took tremendous strides. I'm already hearing guys like Brady Garcia um, kind of take over that leadership role only as a junior. Um, our seniors, we got a couple of seniors and Greg Marinelli, phenomenal defender going to Binghamton. He took that over. So having a guy like Keegan Lynch and a guy like Braden Pennefeather they're there in the summer, uh, both at the workouts and the tournaments, I think that's huge. So, I, I like yeah. that idea, too, because think about it. Matt, you're a young guy right. yourself, but those younger kids that are on the staff, those sophomores and juniors, you know, when you have, like, Keegan Lynch and you have Pennefeather coming back, they can relate to those guys a little bit differently just because of the age, you know, how close they are in age, and they're also leaders. So, they bring something that you, like I said earlier, you can't really duplicate that or try to simulate that. That is really a great luxury that you right. have. And even to, to piggyback off that too, does that, are you also getting, is the thought process kind of with bringing those guys back, not only to help, uh, you know, further the kids on your team from a leadership standpoint, but I mean, they're also going off to college programs and learning things there. Is that kind of the thought process too, that they're now bringing you know, some things back that maybe, you know, even, even though you're, you're a head coach, they're bringing things back that you might fresh not. ideas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, guys. It, I, I, you know, the lacrosse clinics are great. I, I mean, I lacrosse clinics are great. I personally like going to like, I'm going to go to Cornell's, try to go to Cornell's fall practice. I think Cornell does a phenomenal job with, with everything they do. Um, I think he's a great young coach. I really do. I think he's one of the best coaches like going to practice. I like that better than clinics, but even more, I like taking these, I have all my college kids come back P.D. Fiorini played at Syracuse. Uh, Spencer Wertheim is going to be there. Um, a couple others, they're going to come back, and we have our big summer camp, and they're all going to be there coaching. And I, I'm I'm going to be with my video camera getting their drills. You know, they're going to be doing certain drills that they learned in college. Um, 
certain uh, when we do individual stuff, some of that stuff. And I'm going to be, I'm going to do a lot of filming more than coaching, just learning that, learning different skills, learning different drills. You know, I never want to be stale as a coach and, and those guys, they learn from the best. So getting that knowledge and getting those drills, it really helps us out a lot. Matt, you better be careful, man. I mean, you, you, you take a step back, you start losing some games. They're going to have some, you're going to have some qualified coaches over there in Beaver, and they're, and they're going to be taking your job. So you better, you better keep winning. I already man. told Keegan Lynch, you can coach me. You just can't take my job because that kid is going to be a head coach. <laughs> or paycheck. You got to be careful. I, I do. <laughs> I do. It, it's, it's an interesting thing because I, I wonder too, from coming from someone like yourself who, you know, played lacrosse in college now is coaching, uh, you know, a high level high school program. I know we're looking ahead here, but do you ever have thoughts of it? Does coaching in college, is that something that ever, um, is that, is that of, uh, of interest to you or is, is building the foundation at this high school program, what you're really uh, focused I, on? I, I gotta be honest. It, I think it was when I initially came out of, um, college, but if, and I know Charlie can speak on this, it, it's kind of changed. I think back in the day, they used to maybe hire high school coaches nowadays. Like you, when, if you want to be a college coach, I got a buddy named Paul Richards. He's the, one of my best friends. He's the assistant at yep. Richmond. He started out at Goucher college. You got to like make your way up. I think nowadays, I think it's a very, very more difficult route now. And I just think I just, I'm in a perfect spot. You know, Ballins school district's one of the best. Um, I have the best booster club in the country. And I say that anything I want, they, they support me with, um, and it's just a great community lacrosse and I, I wouldn't want to go anywhere else. You know, it was shout, shout out to sales, pizza. Oh, sales, pizza, best pizza in town, best pizza. in town. Yep. No, no, well, meow, dude, uh, I gotta be careful. You know. Pizza man's good too. Okay, good, good. Make sure you name them as many as you can, but I know meow yeah. and, uh, I'm sure she's going to be listening to this too. And she's, she's a great girl. And, uh, you know, I've known her for years, uh, from Syracuse and I know she, she is one of many of those supportive yeah. parents in that in that group that you have that's such a luxury because not every school has yeah. that matt as oh, you yeah. know i mean you made a good point i gotta mention pizza man again because you know my best man's dad's the owner so i don't want to get in trouble but they they close <laughs> they close on sundays we had the championship sunday this year because of the uh, air quality so we came back from hostra and they opened the whole place for us and the whole community the whole town was down there it was a party i'm telling you it was fun um, yeah, that's awesome. It's, and that's just how it is. And it's, it's you know, I know West Jenny has a tremendous lacrosse community, but Bevo is definitely right there because there's just so much. It's not just the team. It's the parents. It's the it's the supporters. It's the um, it's the whole community. So it's pretty cool, and it's amazing. And, and man, you probably don't think about this a lot and don't get caught up in it. I know Coach Masera probably never did either. But, you know, as I get older and even away from high school and college, you know, Every once in a while, I get together with my buddies and we talk about state championships at West Tennessee. And, you know, you take it for granted that, you know, Keegan Lynch and Penny Feather, all those leaders, right, that just left with two state championships, not one, two. You know, you never know when you go to the next step if you're ever going to win at that clip and never win another big game. And just, so you know, 99% of the players that go to the next level, they never win again, man. So the thing about winning a state championship, you might just think as a young kid, yeah, there's going to be more of these. There's going to be, but you don't know. And in many cases, there's not. So these things are big deals. And when the kids are 30, 40, 50 years old down the road, they're going to lean on this state championship and these state championships they had, like they don't realize it now, yeah. but it's special. Yeah, it is. I mean, 
I, I'm, I'm excited, you know, down the road just to when those guys get out of college to have a couple sodas, if you know what I mean, um, with those guys and just talk because that group, they're all best friends. Like literally that senior group, there's, there's no enemies, which is rare. Um, but you're right. You know, you never know if you're going to get back and it's hard. You know more than anybody how hard it is. It's, it's extremely difficult to get there. Um, and the fact that we were able to get there and, and win it twice, um, I'm going to make sure you know, I'm always going to have gatherings to bring those guys back right when they're out of college because it's a special thing to do. And um, again, not just the team, but the community. So, again, I hope we do get there, but it, it's not easy. So, no, that, actually, that's good. So, how, how? What's the trick, Matt? So, some of the kids on the team have won one. I don't know if you've had any kids that won two, but at least one. Most of the guys, your leaders, coming back. How do you get them? to sort of focus on the next year, the next steps, and then touch a little bit about, we've talked about this before you and I have, what did you see this summer? Like from those guys at the end of the school year, now your next leaders. Tell me a little bit about that. I mean, that. it's, it, again, I, I could think having, you know, having Penny and Lynch around and just that standard's already set of just like, we, we use a phrase, pressure yourself to be a better player and teammate. I know it's kind of cheesy, but that's what the pressure is. Like if you're looking at just thinking you're going to win a championship, we're going to lose. We're not going to get out of the section. Yeah, yeah. So we try to make every single workout, you know, intense. Like I called them out today because we thought Tuesday workout was terrible. You know, you know how it is nowadays. It starts right after the season. So we're going to go summer, fall and winter. And we're just going to try to keep getting better and better and better. And we got a lot of work to do this year. Um, I'm pretty happy because I've seen a transformation I got some juniors that need to be leaders. You know, I don't, I don't have a big senior class and, and that hurts, but some of my juniors like a Brady Garcia, I've already stepped up in that leadership role um, along with a couple seniors, but I just think it's just getting in that mindset of we have to earn everything. You know, we have to get better every time we step on the field and call each other out when we don't. And I, I think that's an approach that for the past three years that we really, really had and it's paid off. And, and again, just, Having that mindset of pressuring yourself to be a better, better player, better teammate, wherever you're playing, whenever you're playing, I think that's the goal. Where does that mindset for you, where does that come from? Where was that developed? Was it was it in college? Was it in high school? And, um, you know, how did you, how did you take what you've learned playing at those levels yourself to then coaching? Because I'm sure it's, you know, it's got to be a bit of a, a transition period, especially going from, you know, you played at SUNY Cortland. I, I went to Ithaca College, so you Sorry. Know, no hard feelings for this show. But, um, but You're a lot uh, smarter. It, you know, it's still it's high level, right? It's high level Division Three lacrosse. There's no, there's no doubt about that. So how do you go from that to then, you know, not that you're coaching, but it's, it's more amateur lacrosse now that you're coaching. So what's the transition like and how do you make that, that transition, whether it's, I don't know, it's in your head and stuff you have to remind yourself mentally, things like that. What does that transition look like for you? I just, I was, you know, I was pretty blessed to play for three great, I played for three coaches. So I played for Farini um, and man, that guy could, you know, I took a little something from him. I took motivation from him. He, he would make you want to run through a wall. He was intense. He was like, mm. but he had such a passion for balls of lacrosse. Then I go play for Scott Barnard, who was the old Herkimer coach who's now at Hamilton. And he had a little bit of that. He had that same fiery spirit and, you know, he, that was when Herkimer was the old OCC. They were good. And um, we won a national championship there. So, you know, I got that experience. And I wasn't even a, a really a star player. I was an average role player, but I was a part of that. And then I go to Cortland and play for Coach Bevel. Um, he was, you know, shout out. He's retiring, I heard. And I wish him the best because he's – I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. But a guy like Coach Bevel, and 
you know, we, I play for two championships there. So as I go to high school, you know, I've been a part of three great programs um, and lucky to have three great coaches and, you know, I soaked it all up. So coming to high school, it's a different approach. I think the kids are maybe a little bit slower. Everybody's not on the same page. You got kids at different levels. We're at college, you know, they're all right there. So I was lucky to be an assistant for about five or six years and ran the defense actually. And, um, you know, again, you just kind of got to adjust your approach, you know, take things a little bit slower with them. Um, just really, and, but I really press, I really, you know, I try to relay the message that like, if you're not on your game right now and you're not working as hard as you can, don't, and you guys want to go play college lacrosse, it doesn't work that way. Cause when you get to college, it's the next man up. So I just try to have that mindset of working as hard as you can every time you step on the field. I know I've said it before, just having that mindset and being better every single time. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Yeah. It's the, I think, I think what you said is, is really important that, you know, once you get to that next level, there's not a whole lot of leeway, if any, when, you know, when it's clear that you're not putting forth the effort that you need, because it's like you said, it's, it's next man up. And, and I think like, I mean, you can attest to this, not only as a, you can attest to this as a player for sure. Um, but, you know, I've heard a lot of people talk about it, Charlie, you could um, probably speak to this as well, obviously, but people talk about college lacrosse and they say that, or co any college sport in general, and they talk about how it's, it's almost the most, I don't know if stressful is the right word, but it's the most competitive team that you will be on because there's always you know no matter what year you are there could be a guy ahead how do you two guys below you three guys below you whatever you might be there's always people on your team fighting for your job i mean it's like that in professional sports too but it's different obviously but like i mean would you guys agree that like something about college sports it's like you can't ever be satisfied almost is well, I guess would be how I would say a case too, and, and I recognize this with Matt's program for yeah. sure. I've said for many, many years that at the high school level, as sure. opposed to college, if you have decent talent, yeah. you don't even need the best talent, but if you have decent talent and you have great leadership, yeah. coaches, assistant coaches, things like that, and the team buys in and they're mm -hmm. disciplined just enough, you're going to win a ton of yeah. games. I don't Agreed. care if it's basketball, football, lacrosse. I don't care what the sport is. Yeah. You're going to win a lot at the high school level. If you have, let's say, an above-average coaching staff with a little bit above-average talent, things like that, you start winning championships. Sure. You don't have to have always the best talent at the high school level. Yeah. When you go to college, I would say, just looking at the Final Four this year or any year, pretty much, every once in a while, sure. you're going to get a Cinderella that slips through and usually we know how that ends because they just run out of juice. Right. But if you looked at North Carolina, I'm sorry, Notre Dame, you looked at um, Penn, State. Penn State, Virginia, Notre Dame, all these top schools, they, they got so much talent. Yeah. So not only do you need great coaches, because all the coaches at that level are the best of the best, you need major league talent. Yeah. And for the most part, you need major league talent, major league coaching. Yeah. That's why, to me, high school is always so refreshing because – as a, as a coach, and I think, Matt, you will agree with this, you don't have to come into every season saying, we need to be the best on paper. That's not true. I've seen many teams in the past in Section 3 win championships without the best talent on paper. Yeah. It comes down to the coaching. Do the kids, are they disciplined? Do they buy in? So to me, it's, it's a, I think it's a great point that you make, Case, but there's, in my mind anyways, there's a real difference between high school and college sure. well, from sure. that standpoint. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Totally. I, yeah. 
Yeah. It's just crazy because you made a good point. How many people – I have so many guys who, who say they're going, I'm more going here, and then all of a sudden they're not playing lacrosse anymore. You know, yeah, that happens a lot. They're, they're, yeah. This team recruited me. I'm going here on a scholarship. Then all of a sudden they don't have that scholarship, and they're just a student. So it's it's difficult yeah. to see it at the college level for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's really – And getting more competitive oh, yeah. by the yeah. second. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, we yeah. got you got starting DBs, Division One, Big Ten, you know, Pac-12 guys crossing yeah. over playing lacrosse. Right. The sport of lacrosse as we know it at the next level, in my opinion, is going to look a lot more like Division One football here soon with the skill guys. It's an interesting point you bring up, too, and I want to ask you this, too, Matt, because a lot of what we do here is, I mean, we're trying to bring, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a baseball guy, so a lot of this, you know, the, the entire, like, I guess you call it like that showcase mentality, but developing your uh, the the numbers and the metrics aspect of your game is really important, and it's important at the youth levels yeah. as well because it gives you a baseline as to you know what you see um, and how you can grow your game. And you know, college coaches are looking at that, all that stuff. But as lacrosse is maybe shard- starting to shift that way as well, have there been ways that you have kind of changed that philosophy in terms maybe whether it's in the weight room whether it's with certain drills that you guys do are there things that you do with your boys or is it kind of is it still more so you know fundamentals before anything which is always important but yeah Yeah, i think upstate still i still think upstate still like fundamentals first i would say um we still we have a weight program and nutrition program but these guys got so I, i we didn't have this when we were younger these guys got so many different places to go and get stronger and get quicker yeah. and faster and they get a nutrition program. So that's provided. That's a cool thing. Um, oh, but it's crazy. crazy. I mean, you're right. Like I got to, I just talked about the game growing, which I think is pretty cool. I have, I had a, my old goalie. I was an assistant then Parker Farragut. He played at Syracuse for a couple of years. He was an all American at Beville. He's down in South Carolina and they just won the state championship for like the second time in a row. So the, South Carolina, I didn't, I didn't know, you know, I he told me, you know, he wants to play us. He's got some athletes down there. So it's it's definitely spreading around, which is awesome. You know, we went down to Maryland. We played a Texas team, and they, they smoked us. They they beat us good. You know, they had some serious mm-hmm. athletes. They, athletes. The athletes. The athleticism, it's, it's incredible. Um, and it's starting to spread all over the country. So Charlie's mentioned it, um, you know, going to play against some of those teams, not just in upstate New York. What is there a difference between – you know some of those teams is it that athleticism is that the biggest difference that you've seen with some of those bigger teams that you've played over this summer as opposed to you know maybe your your more average team here in upstate new york yeah it's definitely athleticism and size like we go down to that maryland tournament you know and there's teams like you know charlie's boy plays on lawrenceville that's one of the best teams in the country if not the best team in the country there's other teams you know they're talking teams from texas florida we go around that tournament and they're a lot bigger stronger and more athletic now they're, they are prep school teams, and we're the few high school teams, and I'll say that. But it's a great experience for us because it shows you here's look here's it's not like being sheltered in Blondesville. We go out and play the best of the best. Here's here's real real. I'm not saying real lacrosse, but the best lacrosse around. Yeah. So, oh man, it's it's crazy. You know, there's definitely hey, Matt, that's the only way to do yeah, it, in my opinion, though, because you guys, Victor, JD. There's some teams that go and do it now, and they don't care if they take yeah. their lumps. And even during the regular season, sure, you know, if you if you venture out and you play those teams, to me, it's to prepare for the end game. Right. It's to prepare for that run at the end of the year to be in big, physical, tight, stressful games, and not just coast through your. I'm not saying coast, but you know, 
try to avoid any landmines during the regular season. I like that, that a lot. I've been talking about that for years. There's teams that I won't mention here uh, in Section 3 that are adverse that will not mm. probably step out and do those things. And at the end of the year, it can, it, it can catch you, you know. So Beville, Victor, uh, JD, those are the ones that, you know, have done this for years. And, and I think it's a great game plan. Yeah, it really is. What's, what's, a, what's a, I guess as a coach, you mentioned going down there and playing some of those teams in Maryland. And, you know, maybe some of them handed it to you a little bit. What's, what's that? What's the message that you give to your team after a game like that? Because sometimes it can be tough, you know, um, you know, especially you're playing kids the same age as you and, and, you know, they're, they're beating the crap out of you and you're just like, geez, like, what am I doing here? But, but that, but that could be a, it, it's like we've been talking about now that's, it's a measuring stick and you're putting yourself up against that best competition. Like you said, you know, the best competition in the area. Um, what's that speech like to your team after, after a game like yeah, that? Yeah, we, we don't, when we go down there, we don't care about one. I mean, it sounds, you want, of course you want to win. I want to win anytime playing anything, but it's not about the win down there. It's just about growing and developing. Yeah. So we took our lumps that first day. I think we were owing three the first day and, you know, but we were getting better through. I kept telling you, you guys are getting better throughout the day. And, you know, we, we come back, That's we great. come back the next day. We have two games. Um, I love that tournament because I will say, like, they pair you up the second day with teams kind of near you or closer near you. And we won both. But the more important thing is we got better every single game. I guess the message is this tournament is to, one, show you the speed of almost college lacrosse. Cause some of those some of those guys are, are ready for the college level on the other teams. Um, show you the speed, show you what you need, where you need to get and how hard you got to work. And every time we go there, we just try to get better from the first day to the second day. That's the main approach. And, um, luckily we've done that for the past couple of years. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Those are, can you think of anything else? I mean, those are, no, I think we, I, we touched on everything in this episode. Um, I mean, it's really refreshing to hear from, um, you know, I think we've talked to a lot of, you know, former players and we talked to a few former coaches, but it's really cool to get the, um, you know, the perspective of a, of a younger coach who is, you know, dealing with this sport that is changing so quickly. Um, so I, I, I just think that this was fantastic and we really, really appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks guys. It means a lot. It's an awesome time. Yeah, and we'll, 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 we can do this again next season, maybe even get right. you during season Sounds when great. we're in the season. We can talk about things, and you don't have to give away too many secrets. We promise <laughs> we, won't, right. we won't bother you. But, yeah, that was really good. So now we've had Mike Masser, we've had Jamie Archer, Matt Wilcox. That's right. Chuck Wilbur's bugging me. He wants to get on the podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> I might have to have him on next, okay, man. Absolutely. He's a good coach, great coach. Beautiful. So. From one uh, – one former Division three athlete to another. It's always a. Uh, it, it's a. I, I think uh, Charlie can sit over there with his with his Division one yeah. accolades. Uh, I, we don't. Uh, <laughs> Charlie doesn't know the grind. How about yeah, that? It sounds good. I, think I, I think I do actually. <laughs> Charlie knows the grind. Charlie knows the grind better than most. So, anyways, Matt, we really thank you for coming on the show, and we want to thank our viewers too who who tuned into this. And if you want to catch more of us, you can do that on our YouTube channel, Top One Hundred Sports Network. You can find us on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, follow the show and leave us a review, Matt, again. Thanks so much. Yeah, for thank you very much. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it.